Hello, I'm Dr Jodie Richardson and you're listening to Well Hello Anxiety, a podcast where we end the struggle with anxiety and build our toolkit of practical skills to thrive. Hello lovely listeners, today it is you and me and I wanted to talk to you about worry. Worry is a hallmark of anxiety, particularly generalised anxiety, and it is something that plagued my life for over 20 years. It was just something that monopolised my time and my energy and really took me away from so much that life had to offer me over that time. I'm pleased to say that it is no longer something that stands in the way of me living a rich and full life. And I wanted to share with you today a different kind of approach to worry. When we worry, our attention is focused on what might happen, particularly what will go wrong. And that's why what if questions and catastrophic thinking are part and parcel for so many people who struggle with anxiety. But depending on what we're thinking about, Worry can be considered either helpful or unhelpful. It's a really nice new way to look at it. So if you think about a meeting perhaps that's coming up where you're going to be expected to deliver and you start to worry about what might happen, that worry will likely motivate you to prepare and to put yourself in a situation where there is a little bit more certainty and you feel a lot more prepared for what's going to be expected of you. Maybe you're worried about a niggly pain in your shoulder or your knee and that particular worry might send you to the GP to get a checkup, to get an MRI or an ultrasound or some scans so that you can get some answers. So when we think about worry being helpful or unhelpful, those two examples would be helpful examples whereby that focused attention on that upcoming challenge or that niggle that you're experiencing will motivate you to take action that will make a difference and no doubt that worry will settle down and that anxiety will settle down after the passing of the meeting that you are concerned about or getting the insights from the GP. Uh, A child or a teen might be worried about speaking in front of their class. It's very common to feel very worried about what other people might think. Are we going to say the right thing? And that worry might prompt that child or that teenager to prepare some cue cards and to practice. So there are times when worry can be helpful, but most of the time it's not. And despite the fact that worry can be helpful, it can also be unhelpful and sometimes in ways that are terrifying, paralyzing and make us feel sick to our stomach. Most of us have been there, but for people like me, and perhaps like you who struggle with anxiety, it can be overwhelming and it can actually be to the detriment of living a rich and full life because when we're worried, our attention is usually future-focused and anywhere but in the present moment where we can actually be in the moment with the people we care about and doing the things that we care about and in the moment, is the moment where we can actually make change. And so when we are worried, it can be really detracting from our happiness and from our wellbeing as well. Pennsylvania State University actually looked into the likelihood of the things that people worrying about coming true. And what they found was that on average, 
91.4% of worry predictions did not come true. Now, that figure is an average, and what this research found was that the majority of participants in this study, the things that they were worried about did not come true. But not only that, 30% of worries that did come true actually turned out better than expected. So, look, despite those very promising results, I know it's not enough to rationally understand that most worries are in fact highly unlikely to come to fruition. And what we need are practical strategies that can work so that when we are noticing that we're worried about something, we know what to do to be able to what we call unhook from the worries and bring our attention back into the present moment, which is where we have some control. So that's why today I'm going to be sharing with you a new idea And this is going to help you or someone that you care about to really disengage from worry. And I mentioned the term unhooking a moment ago. And so when I talk about this unhooking, it's really the solution to getting hooked. And whenever I think about getting hooked by unhelpful or troubling or distressing thoughts, I immediately picture a fishing hook catching my clothes and really pulling me back and away from what's important. So when we're hooked on our thoughts or when we're hooked by our thoughts, our thoughts take over. We treat them as facts, as the absolute truth. So when we're worried about something, we're believing that in fact what we're worrying about is a fact, whereas it's really just an hypothesis and a prediction and they're really only thoughts and we really mustn't believe everything we think. When we're hooked by our thoughts, we also think about our thoughts as instructions that we need to act on. It can be really painful and I know from personal experience, and I'm sure you do too, that it can be really distressing. So today we're talking about how can we unhook and there are a number of different strategies that we can use and I actually recorded episode eight to share some strategies, some practical ways that you can move on from worries. And so after listening to this, if you'd like to add some more tools to your toolkit, then jump back to episode eight and you'll probably find some crossover, but you'll also find some different and new ideas there from what I'm sharing today. Today, I'm sharing the ABC technique to help you move on from worry. And this is a technique I've adapted from one developed by clinical psychologist, Dr. Beth Kurland. And it's a three-step technique. And given that it's ABC, it means it's quite simple. And if you practice it and perhaps pop a few reminders around for you, it's likely a technique that you'll be able to think to use when you are caught up and hooked by things that are worrying you. And that's the challenge. Sometimes our attention is drawn so far away and we're so engrossed by what it is that's worrying us that it's hard to be able to draw on the techniques that we know make a difference. So pop a few reminders around, practice this, and I hope that this ABC technique is really helpful for you. So A is for acknowledge, allow, accept. So we begin by acknowledging that we're worrying about something and we could silently say to ourselves, and I'll share a personal example, I'm worrying I've overlooked important considerations when supporting our son to choose subjects for next year. So we've been in the midst of just choosing subjects for year 10, but 
Of course, there are considerations for year 11 and 12, and there seem to be a lot of moving parts and a lot of things to consider. And that's been something that I felt really responsible for in guiding him with making his selections. And so it's really been something that's on my mind. So I'm sharing that example with you. And so I could say to myself, okay, I'm worrying, I'm worrying about this. And almost instantly I'm, I'm making an observation. And by doing that and having that acknowledgement, it's giving a little bit of space. So rather than being so caught up in what I'm thinking about, I'm starting to step back a little. So just that acknowledgement and, and that observation that I am actually worrying about something can loosen the grip of the worry on us just a little. Allowing the thought to simply be there without struggling with it and accepting thoughts for what they are can also take out a lot of the sting. And so sometimes this idea of just saying, look, I'm worried about this and that's okay. I'm struggling with this and that's okay. Sometimes that acceptance and remember acceptance doesn't mean you have to like it, but it's just about allowing things to be as they are, that can actually be quite a relief in and of itself. B is for B in your body. And if you've listened to other episodes or you've heard me speak, then what you'll have heard me say before is about getting out of your head and into your body to help really sort of circuit break when anxiety is high. And This idea that I'm sharing today is really in in the same vein. And so by using our senses, what we can do is we can help to calm our nervous system by focusing our attention on what we can see around us, by noticing the connection of our feet with the floor and even using other senses if we need to. And I was out for a coffee yesterday with Carly Taylor, who has been a guest on this podcast a number of times and she's a dear friend of mine and I was sharing with her how when I was extremely anxious before presenting in front of some of my esteemed peers, I used a whole range of grounding strategies one after the other to give my mind a chance to move away from the focus of my turn next, I'm up on stage next, what are people going to say, what are people going to think, am I going to be able to do things exactly as I've planned, all of those things that are very natural for anybody who's feeling anxious in a public speaking role. And what I shared, I was telling Carly, we were having a bit of a chuckle because I was kind of pulling out all the stops. So I started with my beautiful hand cream that I absolutely love. It's got a beautiful fresh citrus scent. And so I started with that using my sense of smell using my sense of touch in in connecting with how each hand was rubbing the lotion into the other. After doing that, I used my breathing technique, really lengthening my exhale, really focusing my attention on my breath coming in through my nostrils and out through my nostrils and really lengthening that exhale. After I'd done some rounds of breathing, I used my feet to press them into the floor. I really connected with how my feet felt in connection with the floor beneath me and wiggling my toes. And then I used another one of my senses. I used my sense of sight to look around me and to notice and silently name all of the different colours that I could see. So by doing all of those, and you don't have to do all of those, you might just choose one. 
in this particular set of circumstances. I had a long wait for my turn up on stage. And so I really needed to circuit break that anxiety by getting out of my head and into my body. And so you can choose any one of those. And sometimes like me on that particular day, you might need to string a few together. So B is for being in our body. And you can also think of B for breathe as well, because that's a beautiful way to be in our body. And it also has the added effect of this strategy that shows our anxious brain that we are safe. C actually brings a choice. And at this point, we can consider whether or not there's action that we need to take in relation to what's on our mind. And so if you were particularly worried about like what I was worried about, which was supporting our son to make decisions that were going to set him up for the path that he wants to take academically, then despite the fact that I could circuit break my worries in the moment when I noticed myself drifting away with my worries, I also was able to plan to talk to a variety of people both within the school and also friends whose children have been through this path before us to get different insights and so I could feel confident that the different considerations had been considered, I suppose, is the best word for me to use there. So at this point we see we can consider whether or not there's actually something that we need to do. If it's a helpful worry, is there something we need to do about this? A lot of the time they're unhelpful and this is where we can start to think about what we can control. So that's another C word, what we can control. And also connecting with our values, connecting with what's important. So Noticing that we've drifted, I'm observing and acknowledging that I'm worrying about this. All right, I'm allowing it to be. I'm just going to accept that, yeah, this is pretty difficult at the moment, that this is something that's on my mind. B, I'm going to come back into my body. I'm going to breathe and use other strategies to really be in my body. And C is about either considering what action I need to take or connecting with what it is that's most important right now. So stepping back, almost like zooming out, recognising that, hey, what in the bigger picture of things, worrying isn't helpful. What can I focus my attention on now that would be really helpful and that would help me to move forward in the direction of what's really important in this moment? So I've got two summaries for you and they're getting more concise as I go. So to summarise to begin with, A, is acknowledge that you are worrying about something, just have that observation that this is happening. Allow the thoughts to simply be rather than having this really big tug of war with them. So start to just observe that this is happening and practice acceptance. And really that means just to accept that this is happening at the moment and in this moment it is difficult and know that you are putting a technique into place that can really make a difference for you. B is about bringing awareness to your body and breathing. C is consider what's helpful right now, connect with something important to you and focus your attention on what you can control. And even more succinctly, A, acknowledge your worrying, B, breathe and C, concentrate on what's important. Our two most precious personal resources are our time and our attention and so much of both are swallowed by things that are out of our control and our social media. 
I sincerely hope that what I'm sharing with you here today is helpful to really reduce the amount of time and attention that you are giving over to unhelpful thoughts and remembering too that what we worry about is highly unlikely to ever become a reality. Another strategy that I'd like to share with you before we part ways is this idea that we can get more perspective on our worries by asking ourselves if this is going to be something that is going to be a problem in five days, five months, five years. And sometimes we can recognise that, hey, yeah, okay, maybe in five days, but definitely not in five years. And sometimes it just helps to zoom out figuratively and have a look back at what's happening and just get some perspective. So I really sincerely hope that these ideas are helpful for you, even if a small part of what you take away from this episode is one part of the A, B and C. You may not be able to put all of those into practice straight away, but even if there's just one little nugget that you can put into practice, that will make a difference for you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Well Hello Anxiety and also for the beautiful podcast reviews. So I'm recording this episode after having a couple of weeks away in London visiting my beautiful brother Adam with my gorgeous mum and so I've had a bit of time away from the family and away from my desk and it was just delightful to log back in and just see how many people are sharing and tuning into the podcast and also leaving lovely reviews. And I wanted to share one that Sammy underscore 425 wrote. And Sammy wrote, such an excellent resource for anyone looking to manage their anxiety and live a more fulfilling life. Dr. Jody's expertise, warmth and practical approach make it a must listen for anyone dealing with anxiety or looking to support someone who is. So thank you, Sammy. Thank you so much. Honestly, it really does mean the world to me to read these reviews and to know that the work that I'm doing here with the podcast and with my incredible guests is really helping. So I really appreciate it. So thanks, Sammy, for taking the time to share this wonderful feedback. I also wanted to let you know that I'm very excited to be approaching 100 episodes, 100 consecutive weeks of this podcast. So it's a real milestone and would be absolutely amazing to have 100 reviews. We've got four weeks. So if you found this helpful, please take a moment to write a short review. Even if you just talk about one thing that you've learned, whether or not it's just a a quick thank you, whether or not you've shared this with someone, it doesn't have to be long. You don't have to write a lot, but the reviews are appreciated. And I think it would be pretty cool to have a hundred reviews by my hundredth episode. So let's see if we can get there. So thanks again. Always such a joy to be with you. And I very much look forward to being back with you again with another wonderful guest next week. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave a review. To keep the conversation going, I'd love you to join me over on Instagram. You'll find me at Dr. Jody Richardson. Also, if you'd like a copy of my free five-day mini email course, Calm Your Anxious Brain, then jump over to my website, drjodyrichardson.com, and you can sign up down the bottom. I've really enjoyed having your company. Thanks so much. See you next time.